next to you. I'll let you go first. Just walk in, sit up? Yeah, walk in, sit down, and, and then I'll sit right next to you. And Five bits. All right. Just to sit down and chat with you, bro. So, um, what up, guys? We got we got Matthew Beisel uh, here with us today. Um, Thirty-seven years old from Overland Park, Kansas. Yes, sir. Love it, dude. Uh, love sports your whole life. Yeah, grew up playing everything: basketball, baseball, soccer, football, golf, tennis, a little bit of hockey. Okay. But oh, actually, some hockey. A little bit, but okay. not much hockey in Kansas City. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stuck to the okay. uh, warm weather sports. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. played some golf the other day, and yeah. you silently just slayed it. Just slayed it. Front yeah. nine was a little rough, but back nine, once I got the camera on me, started yeah. uh, firing some good shots. Yeah, so, yeah. you did, man. Yeah. You did. I, I didn't even know what your score was till the end, and yeah. shot an eight. It was surprising, yeah. Yeah, that was great, <laughs> man. Um, dad's an engineer, and your mom's a nurse. Both yep. retired. Yeah, both retired, so they're traveling now and um, trying to waste my time by calling me there for updates and stuff like that but they like to know what i'm doing and you know see the success and how i'm doing and all that so uh yeah yeah they're good sweet okay love it and then you are the middle child you got an older brother and a younger brother older brother uh and younger brother uh they both got kids so older brother's got three girls so i got three nieces uh almost seven year old and then Uh twin almost twin five-year-olds Okay. So they're just wild. Yep. Uh, and then younger brother, he's got the nephew. So pressure's off me of continuing the family name. There you go. It's carrying on. So there yeah, you go. Good, good yeah. for you, just brother. Got the dog going home for me. Yeah. And um, skill wise, like you're you're good with numbers, technology, telling stories, which yeah. probably serves you well with yeah. this job. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I've always been good at math, uh-huh. but I've always hated math. Yeah. You know, my dad kind of always like pushed me to. Figure it out on my own. You know, it's one never going to give me the solution. So I've always had to, like, figure out things on my own. You know, whatever problem is there, I have to figure out the solution. No one's going to hand it to me, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I feel like math plays a big part in, like, everything as a whole. I can yeah. figure out a math problem as a solution to this other problem, which is, you know, solar. Or, mm-hmm. you know, a homeowner's problem with their electricity. Um, and telling stories ties into that same thing. Like, my dad is a really good storyteller. Yeah. You know, he gets the whole room's attention and... You're focused on and what's going to happen next and all that. So I yeah. kind of have that same, you know, skill where I can tell a great story about like what happened in spring break on this year uh-huh. or this golf round. I can you know basically draw you a picture yep. where you can see it and relate to it and understand what I'm talking about as opposed to just words, 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 words. Yeah, right? so yeah. I can paint a picture for you. It makes a lot more sense and yeah, I feel like I'm that definitely helps with the job. Just being able to tell a clear story, hit the problem, hit the solution. And then go from there. Yeah, I think the people that can are really well at telling stories and bringing like the the emotion out of people within that story, like serves so much in this job. Yeah, because essentially that's what you're doing, right? You're, right. You're, you're you're telling a story about the utility companies here and and what the problem is there, and yeah. and your solution and the conclusion or the the climax of the story comes right back to you and what, right. you, can, what you what you can do for them. Right. And so, um, well, sweet. So kind of starting from. Where you started in life and, and how you got out here to California. I want to go through that. I want to go through like the decision making process on why you took a, a full commission door to door job. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people would actually want to do that. Right. And yeah. so um, before you were of age to work, you were mowing lawns and take care of uh, dogs. Yeah. 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 So I started working early. My dad, you know, um, 
It was kind of when I turned 14, so I'll go get a job. But before that, I would knock on, you know, I guess I've been knocking doors since I was 13, if you look, think about it that way. Mm-hmm. But I'd knock on doors and offer my lawn mowing services, and I'd use my dad's mower and walk however many blocks or mile or whatever to go mow their yard, right? And I'd get paid 20 bucks or so. My dad, being an engineer, he would. He was. He would take a cut. Okay. Because I was That's uh, business. ruining his wheels, yep. walking a half mile on the street. Um, I was using his gas. Yeah. So each 20 bucks I made, I think I, he took like 25% that went into his lawn mowing fund. Right? Okay. So, so he, he was dad, but also kind of Uncle Sam. Exactly. Got, yeah. 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 So okay. like nothing's free, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You got you to gotta pay to play. So I had to pay my share to use his mower and his equipment and everything. Okay. Uh, and then dogs and everything like that. And once I turned 14, um, then I got a job. I worked at a grocery store for like three months. Um, and then I applied to a restaurant, mm-hmm. started hosting. Within three months, uh, or three or four months, they were like, hey, we want you to serve tables. Well, serving tables at 14 is not legal, mm-hmm. but I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they just saw my work ethic, and they were like, hey, we want you to serve tables, talk to customers more. So I did that. Um, grew a little bit older, stayed in the restaurant industry. I was going to bartend eventually. The restaurant I was going to bartend at shut down, so I had to apply for a new place. Um, I applied as a server and busboy. I don't want to deal with people so much more anymore, uh-huh. um, like face-to-face. Um, and I actually like, created my own position at this restaurant, Barback, which most places have, just where you have clean dishes and okay. stock beers and stuff like that. So I did all that. They liked me. I was, I'd come in on my off nights and train on my own, uh-huh. not make any money, just to like see what they did. Okay. So I was like, hey, can I come on my off night and see what they do and train? Yeah. So eventually I was trained. Guy got let go, and I took over 40 hours like that behind the bar. Mm-hmm. And then five, six months later, they said, what shifts do you want, right? So I always kind of climbed up, you know, wherever I've been um, as far as, like, position to kind of get to that next level. Yeah. Right? It seems like you're just at a young age very just uh, effort-driven. Like, yeah. Like, you're willing to just put in the effort for yeah. something that you wanted. Yeah. Work ethic. Yeah, my dad always harped about work ethic, and you, know, you got to have a good work ethic. So I get that from my dad. Um, he worked, you know, tirelessly for 40 plus years. So mm-hmm. he instilled that in me and that definitely helped. Um, I eventually quit my bartending job. I was like, I, I was in the restaurant industry for like 15 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just want to change the scenery, change the pace, change of lifestyle. So I quit my, quit my bartending job, uh, moved to Colorado without a job. And so let's just try it out. So I just kind of took a leap. Moved out there, uh, didn't work for a few months, and then found an inside sales gig. It was cool. We were working with schools. Okay. Um, then COVID hit, um, so I lost my job. They were downsizing. Obviously, schools were not in class, so no one was buying, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew that was coming. Um, got let go um, and started saying, okay, I need to find out, you know, find something. I got to make some money, right? Yeah. Um, so I kind of reached out to a few people, um, but a few years Prior to this, my older brother's good friend from high school said, hey, I know a ton of people in solar if you're ever looking for a different kind of sales job. And I said, cool, keep that in mind. Um, So I reached out to him. He put me in touch with Rossi. I gave Rossi a quick call. We chatted for five, ten minutes. A few days later, Rossi was like, hey, I want you to chat with Ty Mick. Um, So we did a quick Zoom call. He was like, can you do a Zoom call now? I was like, oh, okay. You know, took my hat off, got my hair all nice. Uh Thinking it was like an interview. It was just a casual conversation. yeah. Just like, what do you do? Where you come from? Blah, blah, blah. Kind of, you know, we talked about at the beginning. Uh Um, And after that, it was all cool. You know, we'd love to bring you out here and see if you like it. Mm -hmm. If you like it, we'd love to have you. If you don't like it, we don't want to have you. You know, simple as that. You know, you seem like a good guy. 
So I said, okay, when can you come out or uh, when should I come out? And they said, tomorrow. And I said, oh, I can't do tomorrow. Give me a week. I got a dog, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I came out the week later, um, shadowed for a week um, and said, okay, let's I'll think about it. thought about it for a little bit. Uh, waited till the new year and then uh, decided, let's do it. So packed up my car, full U-Haul trailer, me and my dog, and drove across, halfway across the country, uh, over the mountains through a blizzard that was not very nice yeah long long, <laughs> uh, long yeah days of driving for that uh, yeah. yeah i got stuck a couple times oh wow uh slept in my car three or four nights it took twice as long as expected on the okay. uh, gps yeah but we made it um and here i am so here we go started knocking doors and two and a half years later i'm still here so, yeah 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 did you think you'd be knocking doors for this long or um yes and no like many times throughout this, I've wanted to quit, right? Mm-hmm. It's a tough job. Yeah. Um, told myself, what am I doing? You know, rejection, cancels, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But what I, kind of what I told Brian when I started this job was when I take a job, I stick with it. I don't give it. I, I've never had a job for like a year mm-hmm. or less. Like my first restaurant job was four years. Next restaurant job was three years. Next one was five years. Next one was five years. Yeah. So I stay committed to stuff. I feel like if I can learn something give myself time to learn and adapt to it, then mm. I'll be like the best I can at it. Yeah. And that's what happened with my restaurant jobs. They saw I was good and I excelled to the top and kind of was the you know leader of that restaurant team mm-hmm. in a sense. And eventually yeah. manage restaurants too and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, so yeah, I thought about quitting many times, but I also told myself you have to stick with it. All these other guys do and they see success. Yeah. And that's what you just got to do. So. Yeah, and one reason why we want to have you on and be, you know, the first person of the Mavericks podcast, because um, last quarter did you were the oh, break, first one, first one, oh man, <laughs> and and I think it's it's very fitting because I think your story will relate to so many people and it's really powerful. Yeah, um, what you did last quarter, you did, you were our breakthrough Maverick. Yeah, like you went from I was going through your numbers last year, um, Q one last year you did nine welcome calls. Yeah. Um, Q2, you did six, Q3, you did five, and Q4, you did six. And last quarter, you did 32, and you assisted on seven, seven plus. You yeah. almost, almost 40 welcome calls in a quarter, right. which is absolutely like amazing in this industry and in, and in this office. And um, obviously, there's some NEM2 momentum in that, but also within that came a lot more of something, right? Yeah. And that's what we want to talk about today. Like, yeah. like what did you learn last quarter? That really got you to that kind of like that breakthrough level, and how how could that relate to other people that may be in the same position? I think there's a lot of people that are kind of in that same numbers of you know doing five to ten welcome calls a quarter. Right. Again, this job you can make enough money on that to to have a good living, but like last quarter you just absolutely threw it all out of the water, dude, and just crushed. So <clears throat> kind of walk me through like maybe. The transition on maybe when last quarter you're like, holy cow, I think I can actually like really crush this quarter and just tell, tell us the story behind that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so kind of goes back to like, you know, everybody has a thermostat, you know, and what they can like make in a year and what they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first couple of years or first year and a half, I did have a thermostat where I was just like comfortable with what I was making per year. It got me by, paid my bills. Um I didn't need any extra money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got my dog holding me accountable, but that's really it. Yeah. Right. So money really never like did it for me, or you know, you got you need the money to pay the bills, but um, like the reward from this job is not the money, is what I've realized. It's just like the process from start to finish. Mm-hmm. 
knocking the door, creating interest, getting in their home, coming back down to sit with them, getting them to install, getting them to install. That's what rewards you. Like, I've seen big paychecks come through this quarter or quarter one. I've seen some big ones come in on the, you know, previous years before that, but they just, like, they don't do it to me. Like, the money shows my bank account, I'm like, sweet, but it's like, it doesn't, like, trigger, it doesn't give you that high. It doesn't yep. give you anything. And, and and I can agree with that. I think once you've been here long enough, um, you get to a point where, like, yeah, the money comes in and, and it's fine. Like, it gets you, maybe the first couple of paychecks you get, you're like, holy cow, like, this is exciting. Right. But really, after that, it just comes down to, like, um, you know, like, why am I here on, like, a, on, like, a livelihood basis right like am i here because i want to make a bunch of money or am i here because i just i enjoy being here i find balance in it uh the job is difficult in itself and i like that those those difficult things you play golf really well yeah and that's a very difficult thing to get good at right right? you have to have a lot of patience and you have to pay attention to like the really fine details yeah um and so is there some kind of correlation between like the way you play golf and this job that yeah yeah definitely um I've played since I was six years old, so I'm a, I'm a good golfer. I'm humble, but I'm a good golfer. Yeah. Um, so I, people ask me all the time, like, hey, give me a tip. Give me some advice on that, you know. Um, with golf, like, you can do most of the setup that you need for any shot before you even take the shot, right? Okay. You get your grip set up. You get your feet set up, shoulders, stance, a little bend in the knee, whatever. It's all set up before you even swing the club, Yeah. right? So knocking or this job, it's kind of the same thing. You can get all that set up. Before you go knock a door, educate yep. yourself. Yep. Know the homeowner's name you're going to be talking to. Look at their roof. Look at their panel. Like, know what you're going into. Yeah. Know the neighbors you're going to name drop. Yeah. Educate yourself. Have it all ready. And when you knock it, it just flows naturally. And now that you say that, it kind of reminds me of a training that Rozzy did. Were you here when we were at Brokaw office for yeah. a short, for a short yep. period of time? Yep. So Rozzy gave a training. I can't remember what it was, but it was in the Brokaw office. Shout out to all the OGs that were yeah, yeah. part of that office. That was a long time ago. But, um, he talked about um, golfers don't practice their swing during the like playing golf. Right. 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 Like you work on that before. Exactly. So I think that really re- like resonates a lot towards like the time to work on your golf swing isn't on the golf course. Right. It's on the practice range before after before that. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you're trying to say is is like if you're not setting yourself up to go out there and and, and be confident on the doors and be educated and and feel comfortable. Um, you're just kind of working to get yourself and you make it a lot harder than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and same kind of thing, like, regarding practicing, yeah, you practice before you go on the course. You're not trying to fix anything on the course. Um, my practice for door knocking, like, first six months I took this job, I did not take a day off, whether I worked one hour or six hours. I was out there every day, six days a week for six months, never took a Saturday off. Um and when I wasn't out there, I was looking in my mirror and practicing my pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, just getting it memorized, getting it dialed, get all the fundamentals in. Right? If you don't have that, you're just going to be winging it. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing on the golf course. If you don't practice off the course, you're not going to perform well on the course. Yep. If you don't practice your craft off the doors and get it dialed in, you're not going to be good on the doors, right? Yep. You're going to miss a certain step, and it's going to – that's where it comes out of golf. You miss one little thing – Good, good swing, good setup, everything turns into a bad shot. So you could have a perfect pitch, nail everything, but if your transition's poor or your takeaways is poor or whatever, then you're going to miss the shot. Yeah. Right? So same kind of thing. you got to just be dialed in, um, make sure it all comes together. Yeah, and I, could, I agree with that because I had some good shots when we golfed the other day, yeah. but my problem is I just don't line up correctly. Yeah. Like – 
after I take a shot, people, like, people will be like, hey, you, that was a good shot. You were just, that's right where you were aiming. Right, right. I just didn't realize that, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's it's really important that these, like, these little things little matter, things, yeah. right? And, and and with golf, like, you love golf. Are there days you go golf and it's just, you have a, you have a bad day golf and you score, like, in the 90s, oh, which, yeah. is, which would be really good for me, right? <laughs> yeah, but for you, yeah. it's probably a rough day, but. Yeah, those are rough days. Um, and, yeah, similar to, yeah, I mean, I'll go out and one day shoot, you know, Four or five over par. Mm-hmm. Day later, I'll you know place a day later, I'll put up a ninety or eighty-eight, uh-huh. eighty-nine. It's just it's it hurts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the nature of the beast, and same thing with door knocking. You go out and have a great day. You can go out for one hour mm-hmm. door knocking, get two ACs, right? And leave and go home. You can go out there six hours and get nothing and get your feet kicked in, right? Yeah. That's shooting a ninety on the day, right? Yeah. So you can have your days where your lights out, and you have your days where your you know the lights are out, out, and you're not you're not doing anything. But yeah. Um, you still got to go out there and do it, right? You got to finish all 18 holes regardless. Mm-hmm. You got to put the hours in knocking regardless. You're not going to get the results. You're not going to get a final score in golf if you don't put in 18 holes. Yep. You're not going to get a final assessment of your door knocking if you don't put in the hours, right? Yeah, and that's just like bred in you, I feel like, because you first started this, and you knocked every every day, including Saturdays, not not Sundays, for six months, yep. you know, nonstop. And you didn't have a ton of success, right? Right. Um, one of the things you were talking about before before we hop on here was you were doing a really good job creating interest and getting ACs, yeah. but you are having a hard time closing. Yeah. And you're trying to close these deals by yourself, and you said yeah. that was like a mistake. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. 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 So I think I closed, like during my combine, I, I didn't hit the, like, the bonus or anything, which was fine. And then like uh, uh, maybe a week later, I closed my own like first solo welcome call. Or maybe it was a during combine. Either way, I was like, proud of myself I was like okay I can do it right mm-hmm. and then I think I can close anybody right mm-hmm. that was a mistake I was going into big accounts um, or just uh, customers that had questions that I didn't know like yeah. a good way to say them and I wasn't like good at transitioning and good at the apl- application the paperwork all that stuff um, and I shot myself in the foot many times and now all those people have panels on their house yeah right that that's, hurts that stinks dude it stinks. you go through a neighborhood then you try to close somebody and you didn't yeah and you go back and they got panels put on their home. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that stinks. And yeah. so to everybody, especially in Combine, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let your leaders go close as many deals as, the, as they can. That will pay dividends to uh, just your success throughout the your career. And you'll learn a lot faster and be, and be able to close more. So Yeah. Um, and I was told that too by like when uh-huh. I was starting and doing it. Like Lockhart said he lost tons of deals when he was new and fresh. And hey, have someone close it. Um, I didn't listen clearly mm-hmm. enough. I probably should have, and I'd have much more money in my bank account now, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I learned the hard way, but yeah, it stings, but... Uh, they say, yeah, they say, um, you know, people just need to learn their lessons their own sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, the, the people that I think, you know, can get, get going faster is they, they can learn lessons through other people's mistakes. Yeah. But most people just have to learn learn their learn mistakes through themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, but yeah, man, you're just you're just doing so well. You you can relate. I feel like your story relates with so many people, um, including myself. I think a lot of people have a, a very similar start with their with their journey here in solar and doing door to door to where it's very slow. Your first six months to a year, um, but if you stick with it, right, and and as you're sticking with it and you're continuing to put the effort in, and and you're picking up things to learn from other people. And there's so many people in our office that we can that people can learn from that you will. It will come together. Yeah. Right. right? And we're in a, this vehicle of, of sunrun and solar that we have here in California is special because you don't have to be a, like a top salesperson volume wise to make a good living here. 
right? right? But if you can just kind of stay on the path of gradually getting better and staying committed to the work, like your, your, your life will change. Yeah. Right. Um, and so maybe what, what's some of the things over the past years that you've kind of taken away from this job that has given you more, maybe more opportunity. I know like the one thing you love about coming here, a big reason why you came to California so you can golf year round. Um, but what's like, what's some things you're taking away from just the opportunity you have now? And obviously I think you're going to have a ton of more opportunities financially as these, this killer quarter that you had last quarter and as these installs come through, yeah. um, I think you're going to see some exciting things happen and you might actually get a little bit excited about seeing a bunch of money in your bank account, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but, um, like, give me some takeaways. Like, like why, like, like what's, what's your drive right now? Um, yeah. And that's where I really didn't have like a focus or, you know, something to look forward to like my first couple of years. When I took the shot, I was like, oh, I want to make 100K. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no context to that. There's no, you know, um, reality to that. Um, it's just a number, right? I wrote down a bunch of, like, stuff. Didn't mean anything. Um, so we had exercise. Rossi made us do, what, quarter four of 2022, you know, for your quarter one goals of 2023. And mm-hmm. obviously with them, you know, we're all shooting a lot higher. Um, but just putting that down on paper and being really specific about it, you know, this many welcome calls, this many ACs, this many caps, this many installs. Okay, what's your average per install? Just crunching all those numbers mm-hmm. uh, just gives you something better to look at. And then putting, like, goals on there. Like, Rossi's been really good about, like, cool, biz, you're going to make all this money. Like, do something with it, right? Yeah. You can't just sit there, right? So he's good about, like, what do you want? You know, maybe buy an investment house in Kansas City and mm-hmm. rent it out. That way you have that to fall back on if you ever move back there. Yeah. When, when I ever move back there. Um, stuff like that. So just typing that stuff out. Um, as far as like, yeah, where I want to invest money or what I want to spend frivolous, frivolously on, mm-hmm. uh, like buying a new driver, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I did the other week, yeah. um, stuff like that. That's all like in my goal sheet. So, just looking at that, like, and then seeing my numbers from quarter one, um, just shows me that the opportunity is there mm-hmm. and it will continue to grow as long as I give it the chance. And, yeah, you know, keep working at it. Yeah, and um, this last quarter, like, did you have fun with how overwhelming? The overwhelming amount of work that needed to be done. Yeah. It's still enjoyable for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Uh, it was stressful. Uh, by the end of the quarter, I was ready to be done with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, we, I think we all were. I think out. everybody yeah, was. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, how many more appointments are we just going to go sign paperwork for? Yeah. And get them in. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was stressful. Um, I'm ready to like do it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, took a little break after mm-hmm. the deadline and everything, but ready to. Yeah, get back at it. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for you, man. I think I think just seeing what you did last quarter, obviously the momentum from them two and stuff that helps like kind of multiplies what our efforts were last quarter. I think for everybody, yeah, right, yeah. So there are so many records that were broken last quarter for welcome calls in a quarter, right. um, including yourself, and you absolutely crushed it, right. Um, but I, I also think like there's there's lessons to take away from that, and we can still do a ton of volume without having the M2, right? right? right. Transitioning to M3 where it's a lot more of a value proposition and uh, turning it into uh, just having more salesmanship. Um, it's going to require more out of people. And that's, uh, you know, for for me, that's probably one of the biggest perks of this job. Um, I'm not I'm not super money-driven either, like seeing a big, big paycheck hit my bank account. feels good to have security, yeah. right? But really what kind of drives me is like, and, and, and you don't realize this until you've been here for a couple of years, but what this job molds you to be, right? Like, uh, uh, it challenges you to change and adapt and grow yeah. and, and get comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Um, 
you know, and, and um, that's, that's the thing that I love seeing new people come in and do and new people like grow into that because I know what they're going to go through is going to be challenging um, along with anything else. But it's also a huge perk is if you've been here for a couple of years, I mean, do you feel like you've changed from the type of person that you are, um, you know, two and a half, three years ago when you started to today? Do you feel like you've elevated or upgraded or leveled up aside from financially, but you know, on a yeah, more personal, yeah. like personal development yeah. standard? Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I talked to my parents when I first started, we'd do a phone call once a week, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, how are things going? How are things going? Blah, blah, all that stuff. Uh, which is great. Um, and now we still chat and everything. Uh, but my dad just, he'll tell me constantly. He's like the improvement that he just hears in my voice mm-hmm. or just the way I talk about the job. It's yeah. just gone from here to like here. That's so really I, cool that they notice that, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's really and cool. And I'll talk about, like, because I've done the assists, you know, and mm-hmm. all new guys come shadow me, and, you know, I'll give him a quick blurb on that, and he's like, you know, uh, and I'll say something related to, like, how I was two years ago, and he was like, yeah, remember, Matthew, that was you two years ago. Yeah. From two years ago to where you are today, the way you talk about the job and success and um, your customers and all that, how much you care about them and all that, he's like, it's just night and day. You know, yeah. that's... He, Reminds me probably every every other time we talk that um, I'm a different person or a different you know mm-hmm. being than I was two years ago. So it's definitely helped. Um, I've definitely and I've told people I learned more in this uh, in the two years I've been here than I did in college at my previous sales job, uh, whatever any yeah. other job, yeah. any education. I've learned more here from the leaders, um, just getting out there and doing it mm-hmm. than I have in any other education or any other job. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like with you being in sports, um, on top of like all this whole, there's so much value that you get from just being in the position that we're in of having to go knock doors, be full commission, door to door, no security. Yeah. Right. Um, but with you being into sports, me, myself as well, like this job is you're treated like an athlete. Yeah. Right. Like what you, what you put into the job off the, off the street, off the doors um, directly correlates to how you're going to do. And, um, you know, as, as a, you know, if you're never an athlete and you like sports too, like I'm sure you work on your golf game and to get as good as you, as you are, right. You're incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've been doing that for, since you were six. Yeah. Right. And so it, there's, there's a perk with this job to where you can feel the same way that it feels to like when you're playing a sport, and knowing that if you put the work in, the practice, the uh, like, Raj always says, um, like weightlifting to af- athletes is is the same as confidence to to salespeople. Yeah. Right. Like having confidence in in, in, in yourself and and knowing that you're gonna go out there and do what you're supposed to do um, is really important. Yeah. And, and it helps so much. But it's also a great perk of the job, like to be part of a company where we're treated, you know, uh, like like an athlete, and, and we have that that schedule of an athlete, that freedom to like, right. when am I going to go to work? Right. Which can be a kind of a, a bittersweet thing. Like a lot of people aren't, yeah. you know, mature enough to, to handle that kind of a, a responsibility. Like I get to choose when I go to work, but the people that can figure it out, it's the best thing for you. It's another perk to the job, right, right. you know? Um, but I, I mean, as we, as we wrap up here, man, like what are some things that you, if you could tell yourself back when you first started for the things that you know now and things that could correlate to other people that are in the office, um, that, you know, maybe are, are around that five and five to, to seven, eight to welcome call mark, how to like kind of level up and break through. Yeah. Like what, what, what would you say to them or to yourself when you first started? 
Yeah. Um, use your leaders. Don't try to close the deals on your own. Get break, Kill the club first. Um, go shadow leaders. Ask if you can join them on their welcome calls. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just be a human. Yeah. <laughs> That's simple. Like, it's... Just goes back that. to like telling a story. Like, uh, whenever new new guy shadowed me, I'm like, hey, just like pretend I'm your uncle or your brother. Like, how would you tell me about solar? Yeah. And they just start talking, and it's all casual. And I'm like, just yes. go tell the homeowner that. It is that, my friend. Just go pretend yes. the homeowner's your grandma, your son, your dad, your brother, whatever, whatever age yeah. they are. Just relate to them. Yeah. That's what I've always kind of thought. So if it's my grandma, I'm gonna be super nice, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. But you gotta like adapt and mirror your customer. But so be yourself. Have a conversation. Use your leaders, um, and don't let their rejection and cancels get to you. Because yeah. they'll come. They're yeah. gonna come. They'll come in waves, and then you won't get one for a while, and then three or four will come. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, "What the heck?" But yeah. Um, but again, that's back to to it kind of molds you and calluses you to to be comfortable with that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. To, if you can expect it, which we all do. I, I went out and knocked yesterday yesterday for a couple hours with Angelo, and just. Didn't get nothing. Yeah. But I expect that, right? right? Especially in this new phase of things. So it doesn't sting as hard. Yeah. When I first started, if I go and knock, I didn't get anything. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was tough. Oh, yeah, yeah. That oh. weighed really and heavy. you got to go out the next day and do it yeah. again. It's yeah. Like, oh. You got to, like, wipe the slate clean, right? Yep. And so, um, but the thing that you just said that I love, that I love so much, and I think some of the best salespeople do, um, is to be human with the person on that, on that door. Yeah. Right? Like, find a way just to genuinely connect with them. I'm a firm believer that everybody's going to go solar with the person that they trust. Right. And if you can be that person, if you can just show up and, and connect with them and build some credibility and some trust, they're going to listen. Yeah. And we're lucky enough to where solar is just very logical here. You just have to bring that emotion side to it, to it, to where the homeowner or the customer is willing to listen to you, but you have to connect with them. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and which I love that. Like I love that it brings it to the side of it where you can just be yourself and find a genuine connection with, with a homeowner and still be able to sell them and, and make money doing that, right? right? Yeah, I feel like not, most of my customers or the majority have them, like they tell me, they're like, you're just like an educator. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling a story. I'm not a sales guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just an educator and teaching them, right? They're like, yep. thanks for teaching me, right? Yeah. And they get installed every time. Yep. They don't see me as a sales guy. Don't. Be a sales guy. Yeah. Just be a human. Go talk to a person and have a conversation. Uh-huh. Simple. Yeah. And and you, I would say you're really good at what you do. You're really good at sales. And when customers tell you that they, it doesn't feel like they got sold, that's when you know you're really good. Yeah. Right? And especially with, with this service that we have, we teach through, or we sell through education. Right? We teach them, um, you know, problem, solution, problem, solution. And we are the solution to the problem that is here. And with, with all the state laws and mandates that are put in place, and we're lucky to have this vehicle to where, in my opinion, we get paid a lot more than we should for what we do. Sure. Back to when I first started, I was getting paid 260 bucks a kilowatt, yeah. right? Like way different back then. Yeah. Um, to, to now be able to, to, to offer something to somebody and feel good about what we're doing. Like the gratitude for this job is just, is on, on every level, just I'm in love with it. Yeah. Right? Um, well, uh, if you had to say one thing to everybody at the office, um, that's a maverick to, to kind of get them to have their breakthrough quarter for Q2. What would be the one thing you say to them? Um, ignore. Just think back to like last quarter. Like what was, what was a premise of last quarter that maybe kind of helped you have that breakthrough quarter? Uh, be deliberate. 
be very deliberate. Uh, yeah, be intentional. You love what you're you. doing. Yeah. yeah, that was what. Like Rousey asked me in a meeting one time, like, "What's, what happened? Why you, you know, where did all these welcome calls come from, or whatever?" So I'm just being deliberate and being intentional with people, and like, you know, not asking for something. I'm telling them what we're gonna do, right? Mm-hmm. Just guiding them through the process. Not being pushy, but yeah, I'm being intentional, and they see that as Matt's doing his job. Yeah. This is the next. He's being step. A professional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the big difference between going out and knocking doors and hoping that you get a sell, right. hoping that somebody wants to go solar, yeah. and the difference of being intentional and being a professional. Yeah. And being intentional is of greater service to a homeowner than you going out and hoping that they go solar. Right. Because if you're if you're intentional about what they're, and taking them through the process, at the end of the process, they just got solar and it seemed very seamless, right? right? right. But if you're hoping, and they, they're having to say yes to, to every question and answer, or every question that you ask them, that's gonna. That's a lot of decisions that that homeowner has right, to make. Right. That's called decision <laughs> fatigue. And so, um, Matt, we're, we're we're grateful to have you part of the Mavericks, bro. We're really Thanks, proud man. of what you did last quarter. Um, I think that's gonna. What you did last quarter will serve a lot more other people in our office, and I hope people can take away from your story and um, you being here. What you did last quarter, and everybody in our office, um, go out there this next quarter. And if you want to have a breakthrough quarter like Matt, um, you know, take care of business last last quarter. Like, be intentional. Be deliberate. Um, and uh, well, I'll say, let's go on the golf course again soon. Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Okay. Woo! First one in the bucket, baby! <laughs> Gosh, I love it. How do you, how do you feel? Oh, good. Yeah. yeah.